I think if you're going to pick to intern with somebody, it should be somebody who can connect you to a strong network. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, today I am playing the Facebook interview with my friend Lauren Shante. She's a military spouse, a mompreneur. She's a teacher. She's also a fitness and nutrition coach of Lauren Shante. She's here to give us some insight on virtual assistant internships. It's always nice to talk to other business owners to find out who they are looking to hire, what they expect you to know and what you can learn the most from in the job. But I also want to make sure you're picking the right internships to gain experience and you set yourself up for success. This is a great area to explore if you have no job experience. So today we're talking about doing the free work as a freelancer and how this differs doing an internship. Lauren has hired quite a few of my Facebook group members to work on an internship with her, and she has some great insight. So let's dive in to that Facebook recording. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, guys. So happy to be here. I've been in the group for a while, so just to get to be live is fun. (laughs) For those of you who know me, you know that I just like to jump in, and Lauren recently posted an internship opportunity. And I thought, oh my gosh, let's talk to her. Let's find out more about who she's hiring, what she's looking for. How can it help people in our group? Because this is an angle we haven't covered and got her on the schedule and we're doing it because this is how we're here. Yeah. (laughs) If you've had an internship, pop into the chat, say hello, tell us if you've worked for free and we'd love to hear some of your advice. And if you have questions for Lauren, now she's coming from the angle of a business owner, which is a rare treat for us. So uh, first of all, Lauren is a health and fitness guru. She's a military spouse. She's a businesswoman. And I would love for you, Lauren, to just tell everyone a little bit about you and your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in health and fitness for almost 11 years now. So it's been quite a long time. And then when I had kids, I started transitioning into the world of working online, which um, you know, was definitely a learning curve. I quit my regular job when I was pregnant, right before I got pregnant with my first child with the intention of starting my own business. And he's turning nine in January. So it's obviously been like, I quit my job and I had no idea what it meant to be an entrepreneur. I had no idea how it was that I was going to make my income, but I just kind of jumped in feet first. And then when I had kids, things slowed down a little bit. I was really focused on family life. In the last couple of years, I got back into working more specifically on building my brand. And um, so now what I do is I do health strategy, fitness and nutrition coaching, and I'm specifically focused on moms. That's my my passion group. Um, I think mom life is just insane. And I think you need a really specific set of tools to to work with moms. So that's um, what I do. I'm an online course creator and I also do one-on-one consulting. What courses do you have right now? I have my introductory product, which is called Your Daily Journal. It's a mini course that introduces women to my philosophy about why diets don't work and how you can figure out what actually works specifically for your unique body and life so you can stop jumping diet to diet, which I think for me, um, a big pain point that I saw with moms is a lot of women were really feeling like failures and like they were ashamed when they weren't dropping postpartum baby weight really fast. And I think that the way that we approach dieting and our diet culture for moms sets women up to feel bad about themselves. And so I really wanted to create this intro product to kind of show women that like they are not the problem. They haven't failed at dieting. Dieting has failed them and we have to get them on track. So that's my first product. And then I have a course called the Picky Eater Solution, which was born out of the fact that my two girls are so picky and I really had to work on getting them to eat healthy like the rest of the family does. So I created an entire course for that. And um, I'm launching a signature health coaching program in June and a membership program in November. So I want to hear about that. We'll get into the internships. Will you tell me really quickly Mm -hmm. about your uh, signature course? Because that is a big deal. 
I'm very proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called um, Cracking the Wellness Code. And I'm taking the the principles that I taught in my introductory course, which is your daily journal, which is just like a mini course. It's like $17 and it's evergreen. It's always available for people. And I'm taking people deeper into it. So in your daily journal, we talk about the fact that everybody's body is so different and kind of the foundation of how you can start to figure out what works for your body instead of trying to do the diet that your neighbor's doing or that your mom did or whatever. And then in Cracking the Wellness Code, I teach women exactly step-by-step how to create their own roadmap permanently because what works now might not work in 10 years. So what happens when you hit menopause? Are you going to have to go hire a coach again to figure out what works to keep your body healthy? I don't want that. I want this to be like the last wellness coaching program that somebody has to do in order to figure out how to be empowered to manage their own health for life. Oh, I love that. I love your mission so much. (laughs) Thank you. I do too. I, I think it's so helpful. And I have to say, you gave me access to your food journaling thing. I need it so bad. So I, I, and I, I didn't tell you this, but I tried to go access it later. I'm like, I need to sit down and do this for my sake. Cause the year my husband was deployed, I put on like 20 pounds and it was emotional, yeah. stressful eating. And it wasn't the old Emily. It's like this new Emily and new eating habits. And I know that the food journaling and like thinking about that is going to really help me. So we'll post links to that for all of you. If you do want to follow up with Lauren, I love to work with fitness instructors who are real people <laughs> like you get more one-on-one time who are living living it they're not just yeah you guys know, I don't need to go on that like <laughs> that tirade yeah and I, I love talking like that we're talking about my business at the front end because I hope that all the VAs can get like the sense for how passionate I am about it because I think that sometimes it's easy for a VA to forget that when you are supporting an entrepreneur you're supporting somebody who's walking in their purpose right mm-hmm. somebody who's been put on this planet to solve problems for people and to make a really huge impact on the world and like that's a big deal for someone like me with three kids, a military husband who was deployed last year for 11 months. It's a big deal for me to be able to fulfill my purpose and help moms with everything that I have going on. So VAs are like a gift to the world in that way. That's awesome. And also like this could be a whole nother topic. I have found myself as a VA being so passionate about other people's businesses that then I do things that are detrimental to me and my health, like not put myself first, not put my health first, not put, stay Mm -hmm. up late and eat those peanut butter pretzels when I'm in a launch or something for a client. I feel like we could probably dive into some other things. Boundaries. (laughs) Yep. So much. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel like I see this, um, we're so getting off topic right now, but this is fun for me because I don't have a three-year-old. But I feel like I see this pattern with online entrepreneurs where they like work, 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 gain a ton of weight because they're all about their, their focuses, their business. Mm -hmm. And then they go on like the health track. And then I I see this so many, and I'm sure you noticing it too. And I'm like, okay, Emily, stop, do the health stuff first. You know, like you don't have the hard totally. way. You know, it's funny because my my biggest revenue in my business last month was actually from doing one-on-one consulting with mompreneurs who are like struggling with building a business that fits with their motherhood and also keeps them from totally burning out and being unhealthy because it's a common thing. Like we just, we don't know how to do it in a way where everything is balanced. Yeah. And for, for me, for some reason, that's something that's really come naturally. So I... I, I seem to excel at that and I do fine with it in my business. But yeah, I mean, most female entrepreneurs, I think, are in that position where it's like something has to give and that doesn't work long term, right? Remind me after this is over, I have another podcast opportunity for you based okay. on this. So, okay, let's dive into the real reason I brought you here. And mm-hmm. we have been online buddies for a while. So this is our first time talking face to face time. How do, how do we say that virtually? I, I, whatever it is, it's good. <laughs> Human interaction, right? Yeah. But you have been in the group for a while. We've been mm-hmm. kind of just helping each other out, military spouse to military spouse and business owner to business owner. And you have come to this group and hired a couple of the women, mostly women. I, I'm six, gonna it's been six since I joined your group. I've worked with six different virtual assistants <laughs> over the course of time. Yeah. Let's dive into that. How? Mm-hmm. Okay. All of the things, but I want to know how they helped you. But also, like, how are you picking them? What are you looking for? What should they get out of it? Like all of that. So totally. Should we start? Um, well, I guess 
we had talked a little bit about the difference between an internship and doing work for reference. And I actually think that's a good jumping off point for the conversation um, because I have specifically been doing interns. And I, as an entrepreneur, like I don't like asking people to work for free. I don't like it. Like I have a very um, strong sense of integrity surrounding money and what money means for time because that's just an entrepreneur thing, right? Um, So for me and my business, it just doesn't make sense for me right now to put my working capital into paying for a VA because I need to be building my business bank account for for other things in order for my business to grow, right? So I kind of figured out that what I did feel comfortable with was an exchange of knowledge because most entrepreneurs like you and I, we have been doing everything ourselves, right? I've been doing all of my own WordPress, all of my own Facebook ads, all of my own convert kit. Like I've been my own virtual assistant for years. So I, I've done, like we met in Amy Porterfield's group because we've both been trained by Amy Porterfield. I'm trained by Nicole Walters. Like, so I knew that I could actually help a virtual assistant feel confident through the internship in, in being hired. So it didn't feel to me like I was taking advantage of someone because I really didn't want to do that. That felt icky to me and it's not who I am. So I think that as far as an internship or a reference, that's a really big difference. If you're doing an internship, you need to be doing it with somebody who has been in your shoes, has been doing all the work and can help you, even if they're not going to teach you step-by-step, they can at least point you in the right direction and give you feedback, right? So then you really are getting something for, for your time. You're, you're getting that confidence. Whereas a reference, you kind of have to show up And you have to already know everything and just be prepared to complete the work without asking for like somebody to give you direction on how to use WordPress or how to use ConvertKit. Like you're saying, I am an established professional. I'm going to do this for you in exchange for you writing me a review and a testimonial. And like, I already know how to do the work. At least that's how I see it. What do you think the difference is? I never really thought about that, but I, I agree. I feel like the reference is for building your portfolio for building mm-hmm. your network. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have paying clients, I think it's a good option. Or sometimes I'll do it more like barter. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do trades. But I honestly, before you and I were chatting last week, I never really thought about it. But I do see as an internship as more of a give and take and yeah. a learning process. But mm-hmm. people coming, even coming out of the crash course, still need that on the job experience. So totally. I think it could work depending on what skill sets you are starting with and what experience you're coming from. But an internship, I always saw it as on the job, you know, experience. And and yeah, I like that you talk about how you like to help your interns and coach them and teach mm-hmm. them. Because if, if it weren't for me working alongside Jennifer Allwood for a couple of years, I wouldn't have been privy to a lot of information. And not that yeah. like it wasn't even for even saying this is how you do SEO, but it was more like her doing it, saying it like, do you know what this word is? Or do you know who this person is? And then I would go figure it out. So just having those like little insider, like just knowledge points was good. But I've had interns growing up. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> In my growing up as a businesswoman. <laughs> as a, um, yeah, before I worked on my own, I had interns and I always took it really serious because I wanted to treat the intern how I would want to be treated. I've had a really crappy internships where I sat mm-hmm. there and shredded paper and was told to look busy. And I hated Ow. it. Yeah. I hated it. So I always made an effort to include my interns. And one of my very first interns, we ended up hiring her as our marketing mm-hmm. assistant because she was so awesome, but it gave us a way to test her out. And then as soon as there's an opening, we snatched her up. I've also had really crappy interns who couldn't put the stamp on straight when I was doing development for the art council and we're sending out like nice, pretty invitations to our donors and they're like mm-hmm. slapping it on all crooked and they don't care. And I've learned, like, I don't want to take on every intern either. It's got to mm-hmm. be like mutually beneficial. So yeah, well, because as, as an entrepreneur, like you don't have a lot of time. That's the reason you are getting a virtual assistant. So mm-hmm. I definitely like have to be very guarded about, you know, interns that are taking too much of my time to teach. And, and I think that, um, in the beginning, like some of that is okay because there's a learning curve, right? Like a lot of times I think new virtual assistants don't know how to go look for resources to help them figure out the things that they don't know. So, I mean, that's another reason that an internship is so valuable. Like it's valuable. I'll keep talking because you actually get to do the work. You get to physically 
put your hands in the process and get the experience. And when you have a business owner to guide you, sometimes we need that actual physical assignment. We, we need to actually have the thing to do to make us go forward in our work. Yeah. Cause you don't know what you don't know until you figure out that you don't know it. Right. Like you can leave VA crash course and be like, oh, I know everything. Emily taught me about convert kit. She taught me about podcast pitching. And then yeah. when somebody asks you to do a task, you're like, Oh, wait a second. Yes. I know how to do the middle of the task. I know yeah. how to do step six on the task, but then there's like all these other things. And then also learning how to communicate with a client as well. Like sometimes it, it actually helps me to have the interns because I figure out how to lead an assistant better because I won't realize that there's information I should have included, which maybe like for a VA, that's teaching them what questions they need to ask before a paid client gives them a job. Because if you don't ask the right questions, it's going to look maybe like you're not as professional as you could be because you didn't get all the information first. And like, I feel like when somebody is paying you to do it, maybe there's a higher expectation for you knowing how to prepare yourself for the task than when you're interning. So it's, there's so many things that you can learn from it that are so good. I like how you said, you know, step two to step six. I'm currently working with one of our students on a paying client and just physically going through the steps with her, even though we teach it in the crash course, it's so good to have that hands-on experience because Mm -hmm. it is different for every client. Different clients use different communication tools, different social Mm -hmm. platforms. They have different ways of sharing their photos and it kind of makes us go backward. So I almost see it as an internship where I'm guiding her. She just happens mm-hmm. getting paid while doing it. But yeah, because she didn't know step three, four, and five. And it's actually helping me go back and think, okay, what else do I need to teach my students during this process? Totally. And, and you know, sometimes clients don't know what they're doing. And I think it's really hard to come right out of something like VA Crash Course into working with a paid client and being like, wait, is it the client not knowing what they're doing or is it me not knowing what I'm doing? So to have an internship between those two can really put you in a position to feel confident and be like, no, I'm a professional. I've done work before. I am confident in my ability. Like this is something where I need to come back and renegotiate with the client or I need to clarify expectations or I need to set a boundary without having like any fear about whether you're validated in doing that or not. Does that make sense? Yeah, you are so spot on with that. And I've seen that. I've seen it a hundred times with students where they'll take on a client and then come to me like, oh my God, I don't actually know how to do this. Like, <laughs> yes. this, this thing. And they, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just good for confidence building. So when you do get that solopreneur who's a little mm-hmm. bit like creative and, you know, the uh, visionary, you can kind of rope them in and say like, this is, let's do this. I've been through this. I know what's happening. Totally. And it can really help you figure out how you want to niche down as a VA too. Like I know, um, I can't tell who the Facebook users are who are watching, but it looks like I have a few of my ladies on right now. Um, but I know Tama, after working with me, she was like, okay, listen, I don't do WordPress. Like, sorry, like that's not, I'm not a WordPress VA. Like that's just not going to be my thing. Like I'm interested in doing like more of this stuff and more of that. Cause she figured out that it just wasn't her jam. It was taking her a really long time. It was stressing her out. And like, so she learned about, a boundary that she needs to set in her business. And I think um, Jennifer right now, like she's been doing some social media engagement stuff for me. And it like, I think it blew her mind at first. She was like, whoa, like people like pay people to comment on yep. profiles. And like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to take on somebody else's voice. And so like, she's probably figuring out right now, is this something that I would let somebody hire me for in the future? <laughs> so it's, it's such a good opportunity for so many reasons. In the future for Jennifer, she's going to have a business owner come to her saying, Hey, can you do this? And not only that, she'll say, yeah, I know what works. Mm-hmm. She'll just, she'll just be able to run with it and really yeah, maybe not even ask for much from the business owner. Mm-hmm. The ideal. I mean, it is nice if the business owner has some systems and mm-hmm. in place before you start, but it's also so, so nice when somebody's like, I know exactly what to say to get engaged. I'll go back, figure out what you've done in the past, what's working. And I got totally. it. So yeah, um, it's so good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also had on here. Oh, I forgot who else is on here. Lisa was on here. Can you tell, tell us what Lisa did? I know she was doing some of the Lisa Rossima, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think Lisa was working with me a lot on Instagram engagement stuff, which I um I think is a big thing that VAs are getting hired out for right now. And I think that um Lisa had a really good voice for comments. And I think that's something that's like an important thing to get a testimonial for because some people are just not good at leaving comments. Like they come across as like robotic or they don't know how to get personal enough. So I think that um one thing that I 
encourage my interns to do, and I think you should look for in an internship, as I tell them, take screenshots of the work you do for me. Take screenshots of it, include it in your portfolio. And as some people like forget to do that, I think, and it's so important when somebody is hiring you for a task like that, that you can show them your voice and you can show them, you know, what you, what you're capable of doing. Yes. Oh, that is so smart. At what point does it make sense to ask you for a recommendation or a Facebook review when you've been an intern? Yeah. So the way I try to work with my interns is I try to chunk their task topics together. So like, for example, the first month I might have somebody work on like TikTok engagement and creating WordPress blogs until like I know they've mastered it and I could I could confidently recommend them for those things. And then I check in with them. I'm like, do you want to keep interning with me to learn Instagram and to learn doing ConvertKit? And then I'll spend like four weeks just giving them my Instagram and my ConvertKit tasks so okay. that it's like they're not... Um, I don't want somebody to be interning with me and churning their wheels doing the same thing that they could already have a testimonial with me for. So I kind of say that as soon as somebody feels confident that they've done a good job for me in an area is a good time to say, Hey, can I have your testimonial for like my work ethic, my ability in WordPress and my ability in ConvertKit. And then if they stay with me for another four weeks, I'll check with them and be like, Hey, do you want me to update your testimonial to reflect the results that you got from me on Instagram or the results that you got from me from ConvertKit? Cause again, that way you're not just wasting your time for a really long time. Oh my gosh, that I like that. That's so good. And I love that you give them the opportunity to progress because part of what I teach in this VA world is you, you just like kind of James Wedmore teaches, you start off in the mm-hmm. middle room, but you you grow. Everyone's coming to the table with a specific yeah. talent, something they're good at, expertise in an industry or job experience. And just because you start off doing one thing doesn't mean you have to stay there. Because one thing leads to another in this world, especially on, in the online business. So I'm glad you give them the opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah. Was it all yeah, four week chunks, or how do you? Do uh, you that? know, it depends. Because the one thing that I found with interns is everybody kind of works at a different pace. So I'm what I'm really looking for is like mastery. Can I give you a task on TikTok and you can go do it by the time I set the deadline without needing a ton of help? Can I give you a task and convert kit and know that you're going to be able to check it off your list? without like hitting bumps in the road. Um, So I really, because I have a background in teaching too. I was a college professor and I'm a licensed um, teacher for California. And that's actually my day job is I teach eighth grade for a virtual charter school for my day job. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, that like for me is I like to, we do something in teaching called release of responsibility where it's like, you watch somebody else do the task, which is what you do in VA crash course, right? And then somebody else does the task with you, like you do it alongside each other, which is like following along with a move with a video or a YouTube or something. And then the responsibility release happens and you fly and do it on your own, right? So I know that when interns come to me, they're kind of like still in that middle of the release of responsibility, but I want them to be at the end of it so they can feel confident charging. Okay. And you help walk them through that. That is awesome. So do you have, when you onboard somebody, what does that look like? I use Asana because I have the app on my phone and I love it. So I add them into Asana and I create tasks. I usually share my logins and Asana and stuff. And then I have um, standard operating procedure, Google Docs. So I will drop the link in like for TikTok. I have a whole Google Doc. Sometimes I have Loom videos in there. Usually I have to like refine it. Every time an intern comes in, it shows me like something that needs to be added or something like that. And then if, oh man, hey, for anyone, um, asana is what I call asana. I don't know what the correct word is. I hear it said both ways, but I just know this about me. I will always say things wrong. (laughs) So definitely, that's what she's talking about. I also use asana. I like to use it for my clients and for my, I'm not actually using it for my own business right now, but I was just telling them about um, the project management tool. Yeah. So it's great because there's an app on the phone and there's also a desktop. So um, yeah, I don't know if it's Asana or Asana or whatever it is, but yeah, yeah, so I use that on my phone and then um, I use that to put tasks in. I have my intern set up in different projects and then I usually converse within the projects. They can post images in there because I'm not really available live. I mean, I'm working full time. I have kids. If somebody is struggling with a task, I usually try 
the first time not to give them too much help, which I know probably sounds horrible, but I really want them to get used to like, if you have a paid client, you can't go to the paid client and ask them for help with the task. The whole reason they're hiring you is to take it off of their plate. So I want to like give them just enough information to like know what to search for or to know where to look for the answer to what they can't do. And then kind of give them part of the internship is, is learning how to, you know, be your own problem solver, right? And then if they come back to me and they still can't figure it out, that's okay. Like, I'll give them more help. But I want them to struggle with it a little bit first. And I you, don't know. I you have everything docu- Like, it sounds like you're very organized. You have your standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. You, you have a lot of the answers in there. And I have to say, not all business owners have that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, YouTube is amazing, right? Like you can go on YouTube and you can learn how to build an entire WordPress site or like do all this stuff. So you, I think I find the hardest part for most people is just knowing what to search for, right? Like what search terms do I use when I go to Google or what search terms do I use when I go to YouTube to look for a tutorial on something? And that's another thing that can be really helpful with interning. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. And also this community, you can ask somebody here because mm-hmm. somebody in this group is doing the same type of work and that can be quick references. I love word of mouth. Like, hey, go watch this video. Like just totally streamline it. Let's like cut out the couple hours that I'm going like, to mess things up and let's go straight to the answer. So yeah, use your network. Well, and then speaking of network, like I think if you're going to pick to intern with somebody, it should be somebody who can connect you to a strong network. Like you, you and I are in Amy Porterfield's group. I'm in um, Stu's book for membership group for membership communities. I'm in all of Nicole Walters groups. Like mm-hmm. I am plugged into entrepreneurs everywhere. Like you've, I've tagged you in probably like a hundred VA posts <laughs> in Amy Porterfield's group. Like you want to connect with somebody who's plugged in and can help you find paid work. Because yeah. if somebody does a really good job for me, um, I don't think Brittany Ferreira is in here right now, but um, she was my last intern who did such a stellar job. I think I've referred her to probably like 22 different people. Like I've given out her email and been like, go, Brittany's amazing. I've trained her myself. Like she's such a go-getter. And she had to stop interning with me because she had, you know, 15 hours of work a week and she was about to take on two more clients. So I mean, that's, that's what you want with an internship. You want it to turn into money. Now, that being said, I've also seen with some interns, like it's free work to them. And so they don't, they don't show up and show up hungry too. Yeah. That's the other thing where like you can forget to have a sense of urgency and to show up hungry for it, which is fine if you just want it for the learning experience. But if you're somebody who wants me to refer you to other entrepreneurs, like you have to show me that you understand how important your tasks are for my business. Yeah. The internship is not just free help for me. It is it is like if things don't get done in my business, I can't take the next steps for what I need to do as an entrepreneur. And that's a big deal, not just when like your family depends on your income, but when your purpose depends on your work. And my The work that I do as a health strategist changes women's lives. And if my administrative tasks aren't accomplished, I can't go out and save somebody from developing an eating disorder after they have kids. Like I can't do that. Yeah. So it's, um, it's really important to me. And I think that that's a huge part of getting a recommendation not not just a recommendation or a testimonial, but somebody who will literally like anytime somebody posts looking for a VA being like, oh, I would recommend that person. I would recommend that person. Like going out of your way to make sure that person gets hired. It is all, I cannot stress this enough. It is all about your network and you leave an impression, your work ethic, your attitude, mm-hmm. turnaround time, everything. And I am referring people from my crash course and people who've had work out the wazoo all of the time. Totally. And And even just like, um, I, I tried to give feedback from the very beginning. Jess blew me away with her, her introductory email, your, your VHS from VA crash course. She sent me this, this introductory email where I'm like, you need to have her on live to like show her amazing email. She sent me a loom video showing that she'd gone to my, she'd gone to my website. She'd investigated my mission. She made it personal. Like she was, 
her package was just like amazing. So that Perfect. like she's going to stand out in my mind. I'm definitely going to say to myself, well, I'm going to feel really comfortable recommending her to people in my entrepreneur circle, because I know that the moment they get their first email from her, that she is representing me well, and she's representing my standards as an entrepreneur well. Because sometimes when I'm, when I'm referring interns to other um, entrepreneurs, those are entrepreneurs where maybe I'm trying to pitch to get on their podcast, or maybe I'm trying to pitch yeah. to have a collaboration with them, or I'm trying to pitch my mini course to be a bonus for their course. Like It's a really big deal that if I'm making a recommendation for a person that I'm like really confident that it represents me well. I'm so glad you said that because it's so scary because it's my reputation and not everybody mm-hmm. has worked out. Sometimes it's mutually agreeable and there's no hard feelings, but mm-hmm. like, I, I'm like, this is scary. People who have been through my, I don't know how I can't like completely control this and yeah. I have to let some of that go, but I didn't think about it being as important to you just with referring interns or something. Oh, yeah. With you. Yeah, absolutely. Your reputation. And we, mm-hmm. it's all about this network. I would say if you're looking at somebody to intern, what Lauren said about the network is probably top priority because mm-hmm. somebody, a serious business owner, and they've invested in themselves and they're taking courses like both Lauren and I have. And we're in Facebook groups with hundreds and thousands of mm-hmm. qualified leads. Mm-hmm. That's the person you need to work for, not somebody's grandma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, the groups that we're in, people are begging for yeah. help. They're begging. Like we'll be in yeah. Amy Porterfield's community or Stu's community and entrepreneurs are coming on being like, I need a good VA. Please someone help me. Like I can't get my work done. Like I need help. And you can tell even like you wouldn't want to ask somebody who you were going to intern for, oh, what's your network like? Like that's not really, I think the way to go about it. <laughs> But if you're friends with them on Facebook, you can see what groups they're a member of. For most like privacy settings, you can click in and see this person is a member of that group and stuff. And you can see like, are they really a member of a lot? Good. That's an excellent tip that she just gave us. I didn't really think about that as a tactic, but see what groups they are and see how they're connected. I think you really need to be careful with who you align yourself with. Is this person really going to help you uh, move forward in your business? I love, love, love that tip. So tell me. When hire, what are you looking for? Like, what makes you want to hire that or for an intern? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm kind of spoiled because I get to take people from your group, right? So there's already a certain amount of like qualifiedness that happens with the applicants. Like, they already have decided they want to be VAs and they're already putting effort into it. So I like there. There's very. I don't think I've ever had somebody from your group who I was like, ah, I don't really want to work with them because they pre-qualified themselves just through the actions that they're taking in daily life. Yeah. Usually, if I can't work with somebody, it's actually been because like I have too many people. Like right now, I have three interns, and I'm like, I can't like. I don't have enough work and I can't manage more than three people right now. So that for me lately has more so been what it is, but I'm, I'm looking for number one, like, do you spell everything correctly? Is your package like professional on a very basic level? Because if you're writing for me, like that's really important, right? So if you have typos or like your, your formatting isn't good or something, like I'm probably, I'm probably going to say no. And then since it's an internship after that, I kind of, um, we'll give everybody a chance, but if in the first couple of weeks, it's like, um, I can see that they're not committed or they're not showing up or something, that's going to be something where I might actually reach out to them and be like, oh, listen, I don't know if this is a good fit. It seems like you don't necessarily have time to do the internship. So one of the first questions I ask is how much time would you like to commit? Like, I don't have, I don't have a requirement. I'm not like you have to commit 15 hours a week to working with me. I want to hear what people think they can do and I will work with what they can do. So um, I think that for me, there have been uh, every once in a while, I'll have somebody who maybe overestimates how much they can do. And I would honestly really rather have somebody underestimate how much time they have to spend with me than overestimate and look like they're not showing up for what they committed to. Because that is the worst. Like I said, entrepreneurs need people who are going to show up or we can't run our businesses. I don't care if it is a free internship. I don't care if you're being paid. Like you have to show up for what you said you were going to show up for. So be very careful about what you say you're going to show up for. Like I am totally okay with somebody only showing up five hours a week. But if you tell me you're going to show up for 15 and you show up for five, like I am not going to recommend you 
to other people because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. If you come back to me and you say, well, you know what? I'm new to this and I think I overestimated how much I can commit. That's go. totally okay with me because you're learning. But if you just ghost me, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. A whole nother topic. And I think I need to do a dedicated talk about this, but overpromising. And it doesn't always come from this malicious place. It comes, you know, we overpromise because we just, we want to say yes and help. But like mm-hmm. I think that's one of the number one pitfalls. And then people, do the mistake of not communicating. And I like that you told them exactly what to say. Just be honest, especially during quarantine time, because we're all, we all just tell us, you know, and we don't need a zillion excuses as to why you couldn't do your thing. Like there's a, there's a fine line to cross there, but definitely be honest and keep that channel opening. Ghosting is not going to. Yeah. If you let me know ahead of time, I can give, I can give the task to somebody else. It's fine. Or I can make sure I get it done that I budgeted in my time to get it done. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a super important thing. And I think, like you said, it comes from a good place. Sometimes I think sometimes it also comes from a place of fear where it's like, I want to show as much as I can that I'm committed because I'm really scared. I'm not going to be able to fill up my client book and I'm not going to be able to do this thing that I said I was going to do. And so I think that there's kind of that scarcity mentality that can kind of accidentally be self-fulfilling, right? Like when you are afraid you're not going to get clients, you make poor choices because you're a little desperate and then you don't end up getting clients because you sold yourself short. Yes. Oh, that's so good. So I have to tell you about the whole spelling thing. When I first started to grow my business, I would make Mm -hmm. posts trying to recruit my friends and I would say, Mm -hmm. anyone could do this job, but you do need to be able to spell. And uh, it's like kind of obvious, but yet mm-hmm. the days of these short texts and emails and the mm-hmm. way we speak on social media platforms, it doesn't help. But I have a quiz out right now. If anybody wants to take it, I'll put the link in there. But I had some people on the quiz say, oh, like want to skip to the good stuff. They're like, what is it? What can I do? But they just spell in that millennial the millennial way. And I must've been having a bad day because I got super snarky and I was like, you're not allowed it. <laughs> you can't come write in complete sentences. You don't, I don't need to tell you about this job opportunity. And I couldn't believe I said that. <laughs> but I was, well, I mean, there's, there's a truth to it. Like my, my realtor for our house, we were looking at replacing our fence and we're like, should we get vinyl or should we just do wood? She's like, well, when you replace it, with a nicer material, it shows people that you're serious about taking care of your house, right? So if you want somebody to come and buy your home again, they see like you take care of the details, you use the nicer things, and that gives the buyer a lot of confidence, right? Like it's the same thing with an assistant. Like you want to you want to feel confident, even if it feels like it's not necessarily relevant to what you do. Like maybe you don't spell well, and you think you're just going to be a video editor and a podcast editor. And that way you're just doing sound and you're just doing video and you don't have to write, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're sending out an introductory email that's riddled with typos and poor, you know, grammar and stuff, it just doesn't instill confidence that flag. you have. It's a big there. flag if somebody does that. And how you respond on the littlest, most random Facebook post. If you think no one's watching, people are watching. People can find that post where you, you did that. And you spelled something wrong. So please don't send me a message in lowercase, all lowercase with U's and R's and C's. But you know, you know what I'm talking about. I just, I had to point that out because I'm just like, you've got to be aware. It's going to like prevent you from getting the job. Luckily, most of the people here, I'm preaching to the choir. You girls know this. And you also know that part of getting confident is getting that job experience. And I think interning is a really good way to go. But please, please don't overpromise yourself. Like start with realistic. I like to teach that you start with one task and add things on there. Like just take care of one realm for your business owner and then add more and add more. And Lauren even teaches that, giving you the opportunity to move on to other platforms, but don't take on too much at once because that's going to be overwhelming. I like to start off with like just doing the blog or just doing the social media or just doing Pinterest. And then you can mm-hmm. add on there as you get a sense of how much time that takes. Totally. Is there anything else we should cover here? Oh, I does anybody have questions? I'm not watching the comments. Yeah. Does anyone have questions? Most people are relating to this. I did want to ask you how many interns, you said you have three right now and what yeah. are you doing? Okay. So right now I've got 
Jess did some ConvertKit things for me where I needed ConvertKit connected to my new teachable course so that I could have the automation when somebody buys the course that they get the emails from me to follow up on how they're liking the course and stuff. So she did that. And then she's actually going to install a membership plugin for me onto WordPress because I just bought wishlist to make my membership program. And, and so um, that's, I think, like a really big thing. It, I, I know it's like a big task, but to be able to say that she's done that, I think, and to be able to go into something like Stu McLaren's community and say, like, I have experience installing wishlist and working with it, like, that's a really big deal. And then, um, then I've got Jennifer is working on TikTok right now because I just started a TikTok account. I'm obsessed, guys. I'm obsessed with TikTok. I've been seeing you. I, mean, I, I have a problem. My husband just found out about it too. He's like, are you on TikTok, Lauren? I'm like, I didn't want to tell you because I have a problem. Like, it's it's fun. I just, um, last night, I was going to send you a message and let you know because I've been seeing your posts on Facebook, you know, and <laughs> I love it. Okay. I love it. So um, some of the things that worked on Instagram three or four years ago are working really well on TikTok right now. And I think that if you can learn TikTok from somebody who's at the beginning of that right now, that's going to be really valuable because a lot of people just don't really know what to do with the platform right now. And to find to find somebody who's making an effort to learn, it's me, yeah. um, I think is, is really helpful. Um, so she's doing some TikTok stuff for me and just some little WordPress things. Like I needed a page reformatted. So trying to just stick to those two at once. And then, um, Tama, we're trying to figure out what we're doing right now. She was taking IGTV videos and live videos for me and turning them into blog posts and doing Pinterest images and, um, scheduling on Tailwind. And she did an awesome job. I saw like a doubling in my traffic from Pinterest and my pins and stuff. So that was great, but she got good at that. So as much as I would love to have her like keep doing that for me forever, cause she did good with it. We've got to move her on to something where she can learn something different. Um, and then Brittany, before she got hired and left me, um, she built out an entire course in teachable for me. I had this idea that, I was going to make that course, you know, how to work out with your kids 101. And I just like got the inspiration one day and I recorded a bunch of voice files and I put them into Dropbox with a Google doc of the transcriptions that I had written. And I said, can you just go and like put this into Teachable for me? And she did. She built out the whole course in Teachable and she's got, I'm in the Teachable member community. So I referred her to a bunch of people on Teachable who were looking for virtual assistants who knew the platform. And she's interviewing with potential clients to build Teachable courses now. Oh my God, you are the <laughs> You have changed these women's lives. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Experience into this world that can be hard to get into. Yeah, I mean, and I, I hope that, you know, it's not hard for them to get into anymore because number one, they're going to feel confident about their worth, which I think is a big problem. Like I think women, especially when they first start running their own business, which being a virtual assistant is being a business owner. It's having your own business. We, we tend to underprice ourselves, right? And to undervalue our worth. So I think that hopefully this will help with that as well. Oh, that's so awesome. Wow. I, I wish that everybody could come be your intern out of my course. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, like I said, I don't like to keep people after they've learned. Like you shouldn't be working for me for free forever. So generally just about every three months, you will see me pop into your group. And yeah. there were a couple of people that I couldn't take on this time around. But what I did do is I referred them to one of my clients who I do mompreneur business coaching with. And she needed, she's in a similar position where she needed an intern. I said, I can't work with you right now. But um, Yolanda, my client is amazing. She's a corporate leadership coach. Like that's what she does. That She's a coach and consultant. Like she's done a TED talk. She's amazing. Like she'll, she'll be a great leader for you. And so I was able to connect them with other opportunities. I feel like we should do something with this for the um, Amy Porterfield tribe. You know, because they like a lot of people are at that point where they're not really making money yet. Yeah. And they also, I like that you are not just trying to milk people for free. Like, I'm so tired of seeing that people want mm -hmm. services for free and handouts for free. I'm like, this is at first I, I would do it a little bit, but now I'm in this point where like time is a precious, precious commodity. Mm -hmm. But uh, I like that, I like your model and it, it's smart and you're not undervaluing anybody or undercutting them or yeah. Know. And honestly, like it, it allows me to be profitable in my business. That's it. Like there's a difference between running a business and running an expensive hobby. And I, as a new entrepreneur, am like, I'm walking that line right now. Like I'm really close to still having an expensive hobby and I'm really close to being like really profitable. And, yeah. um, and it, it makes a really big difference to yeah. have the internship. 
I was talking with a business owner last night and she was like, I got to get somebody on board again. Otherwise I'm just, she's just going to keep turning her wheels in mm-hmm. this place stuck and she'll never move forward unless somebody helps take that off her plate. And the Absolutely. fact that got it and understood that I just was like, okay. well, I blame it on Nicole Walters. Cause in one K one day, it's like step two is you cannot do everything yourself, figure out how to get help. Like, I don't care how you do it. You don't have to tell me how you do it, but you need to stop allowing yourself in your head to think that you can do this on your own because you can't. And, um, that was, that was really like the first time where I was like, okay, like I can't pay for a VA. How am I going to solve this problem? Not, not sitting there feeling sorry for myself being like, I'm not going to be able to hire help. My business is never going to grow. I'm just going to have to sit here and be sad and like not sleep and drink four cups of coffee a day doing all of my WordPress myself. I was like, no, like I'm going to solve this problem. And that's when I first posted on my Facebook, my general page, looking for an intern. And then you were like, you can come host to my group. And I was like, really? <laughs> no, I meant to ask you. Thank you. Because now I have my friend Linda doing it. Uh-huh. And yes, I would love this Facebook group to turn into that. But mm-hmm. I also want to serve up my vetted VAs on a silver platter. Right. Of course. Like, this is a great place to get somebody who is, is ready. And, and hungry, like you said, the hungry person is what's going to stand out to you and you'll want to work with them. So absolutely, it's out there, seriously, you just need to know one thing really well, not even like specialized, but magic words like teachable, wish list, Nicole Walters, stuff like that will get you hired. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we'll get you hired, you know? So yeah. don't under, uh, what am I trying to say? Use the opportunity of internships if you're out there wondering, like, how do I, that's my number one question. How do I get clients? How do I get clients? Well, this is a great, this is a great way. Yeah. And well, and remember, you can set the standard, right? Like you can tell if you're not working with me, you can tell someone, I would like to work with you for three to four weeks at a time on each topic. I would like to spend four weeks helping you with your website. I would like to do like, you can set your terms when you are working for free. You do. And again, I think like we get that scarcity mindset where you so badly want to be hired that you don't set your boundaries. So you get the most out of the experience. Make sure upfront you're asking, you know, in exchange for my time, I'm expecting to have a testimonial at the end and I'm expecting to be able to use my work for my portfolio. Is that okay with you? Like, don't, don't let it go and do the experience without walking away with those tangibles. You have to be assertive if you're working with somebody who's not already watching out for you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Look out for yourself for sure. Oh, I can't thank you enough for being on here. Oh, thanks for having me. Come back. Uh, some people are going to be watching this later. Those who yeah, are totally. with kids and answer some questions. I would love for you to, uh, share any the freebies we talked about. What was the, yeah. one, what was the um, one you thought would be really good for VAs? Yeah. So if you go to laurenchante.com forward slash mom life, I have a um, five day email. <laughs> she cut out right there. Well, she has that food journaling program. If anyone is struggling with the COVID-19 right now, <laughs> uh, it's a really simple mindset food journaling intros to nutrition and looking out for your body. I'll post that one too, because that one really caught my eye, but she also had a freebie that's really good for just for VAs. <laughs> okay. Here we go for the mamas out there. Okay. Great. So I was doing um, laurenchante.com forward slash mom life. And it's a course that teaches women how to make space for things in their lives that are important to them when they're moms. So maybe that's fitness. Maybe it's time to have your virtual assistant business. Maybe yeah. it's passion, but it's my like foundation of my business as a coach, both as a health strategist and as a, a business coach for moms is like, you have to get these three areas of your life in order. If you are going to make space for the things that, that matter. And all of my clients that have used this information, it's like just blown up their world. And I decided just to put it into a free course. So you guys can go check that out at laurenchante.com forward slash mom life. And then laurenchante.com is my website and you can just check out everything else there. So <laughs> having been on TikTok for any of you. Yes. My 79 followers on TikTok, but I'm just like absolutely loving. <laughs> I have zero, but I'm about to go play with it. If I can get some like brain time, I'm going to go play with it and maybe I'll do something with a scarf. I don't know. The scarf thing is so fun. You know oh, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm, tangent, but I have not been having like enough fun in life lately with COVID and my kids and everything and TikTok, like you will have fun on TikTok. So it's good. I can't dance. Oh, you don't, you don't have to dance, but I can, I can point to things. 
Hey, I have another question I've been meaning to ask you. So um, I think you said you were a celebrity trainer. Was, yeah. Once trained a celebrity. Oh my God. Like how... How were you a military wife at the time? Or yeah, was- I, well, my husband and I have been together since before he was a Marine. So when he was at basic school, I lived in New York City and I worked at like a high end gym. So we oh. had we had this gym that it was a twenty five thousand dollar a year membership. It was like a private room and all the machines were covered with BMW leather. And it was all like Wall Street executives like P. Diddy used to train there. And the Rock used to stay at the Mandarin Oriental, and like he and I hung out on the spin bikes once because I hurt my back, and like so I was spinning, and like he was spinning, and he was like talking to me about my back pain, and we were like hanging out on the spin bikes. It was it was, it was very surreal. He was very nice. He had a lot of a lot of good tips for me about back pain, having been thrown out of the wrestling ring so many times. <laughs> oh gosh, that is so crazy. I didn't know that. I figured there that there was this whole like pre life kid story I needed to hear. Oh, uh, there's there are so many pre kid stories. <laughs> Yeah. When I had a life. Yeah. Now um, I have somebody over here bugging me, so I got to go, but I will, <laughs> I'll see you online. Thank you. So this was so helpful. It Lots was great. Thank you. Welcome. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. I hope you loved learning from Lauren. Please connect with her online. She has great fitness and nutrition and wellness tips to share with you over on her Instagram. You can find all of that in the show notes. She has lots of goodies, lots of fun things to share. So speaking of working for free, be sure to join me next week where we'll continue this topic, why you shouldn't work for free and know what to do when your clients share sob stories that make you feel guilty about charging them for your work. Yeah, it happens. Hands up if it's happened to you. So I'll also share a handful of times where I actually did work for free and I did a trade and I really want to tell you about that and when I do work for free, what I get out of it. So I'll see you next week. Bye. ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Oh my God, I'm almost going to knock over my coffee. <laughs> That's how passionate you are about straight stamps. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. Facebook's killing me softly.